Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav, and I'm hoping that this sounds better. Like, I am on a different system now, and so I'm hoping I sound more clear and not as jumbly or, like, staticky or anything like that and maybe a little bit louder. I know that previous episodes have been a little bit quiet, so you have to turn, like, your volume up a lot. So I'm testing this out. I'm hoping it works. Let me know your feedback. If you're like, girl, that sounds like garbage, let me know. I want to change it. I want to make sure that my voice is loud and clear so that you can hear me. We can talk about books and that you're not just like, what did she just say? Like, I don't know what she just said. Sometimes I mumble too. I'm a mumbler. Uh, And I don't know if that's like something that I just grew up with or does anyone know like the origin of mumbling because maybe it's just because I talk to myself and so I just speak things out loud and I mumble but this podcast has definitely taught me to like enunciate and to not mumble as much I'm still very much like uh um and like I just say those words and I say like a lot and now you're going to focus on when I say like. Dang it. Why did I just say that? It's fine. We're very open here on this podcast, but I hope you had a great week. I'm sorry that this episode is not on a Tuesday and that it's on a Thursday instead. I'm trying to get different books done. um, And so, and also things just didn't align with my schedule. So I apologize if you've been like, hello, where are you? I'm like, I'm here. I'm here. Just, you know, you know. Also, I'm going to apologize because I know in last week's episode or two weeks ago, I was like, hey, I'm going to start reading the list from my sister-in-law. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. I mean, I will. I promise I will. But I just didn't want to start it yet because I wanted to read the books that were on my to be read list first and the genres that I like. Uh, That sounds bad. I haven't really tried any other genres, really. And so I don't really know if I don't like them. But anyways, long story short, I haven't read any of the books that she put on her list, but I will. I promise I will. Maybe I'll try and do it in February. But as for this month, we're just going to continue on with what I have been reading. And some of these books have been on my to-be-read list, and some I just found and I really liked, so I wanted to talk about them. I hope that you've had a good January so far. Um, It is two weeks in, I want to say. So we're already halfway through, and January always seems to be like the depressing month, but I want it to be the growth month, and so we're growing. We're living our best lives. 2023 is going to be a great year, and I hope that you are doing exciting things this weekend, and every weekend, or every day. I hope that everything goes well for you this week. And now on to the episode. Now that I've talked your ear off and you're like, hello, can we just please talk about the book? Yes, we can. And this book I saw on TikTok. Was it on TikTok? Yes, I believe it was on TikTok that I saw it. And I'm pretty sure that I have read other books by Stacey Lynn because her name sounded really familiar. But then when I looked it up, I hadn't read any of the books that she's wrote. So I think there's another author that has a similar name that maybe I have read some books by. I don't know. But I did enjoy this book a lot, actually. It was very deep. Like, I think that's the right word. It's just, like, deep and thought-provoking and tender. I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed it. It 
had a good storyline, a good background. It was very solid writing. It wasn't like flouncy or just like, I don't know, it wasn't garbage. (laughs) Is that the right word to say is it wasn't garbage. So the book that we are going to be talking about today is called All the Ugly Things by Stacey Lynn. I actually would recommend this to my mom and my sister. The Spice is like maybe a one. Like there's one scene of them in the bedroom, but it, there's like no description, nothing. And it's like towards the end. So it's it's kind of a slow burn. Like technically you could call it a slow burn, which is great. I love slow burns. So yes, I would definitely on the mother-sister standard, I would recommend it to both of them. And I think they would both like it. It is an unexpected cliffhanger. I had no idea. I thought that it would wrap up. I didn't even know that there was a second book. And usually like things are really kind of wrapped up when they go into a second book. But this was just such a hard cutoff, like a hard cliffhanger that you're like, wait, what? That really was the end of the book? Like it was it was a very interesting end. And it was like a big reveal that you kind of knew what was happening throughout it. Like you could guess it. But then when they revealed it, then it was like an immediate stop. It was It was very interesting. It's a dual point of view, which you know that that's not my favorite, but in this, it was actually okay. So when we get into the book, literally the first page is very intriguing because it says, I went with the officers to prison for a crime I didn't commit because my dad had always hated me. That is very strong for an intro. I immediately am sucked in. I'm like, wait, you went to prison for something you didn't commit? And your dad hates you? Like, why does he hate you? Instantly sucked in. Instantly, I want to know more. This was done very well. Immediately, it's six months later, and she is getting paroled three years early. Our main female character, her name is Lily, and she got paroled early. She is out of the system. She has, like, her parole officer um, they helped her get back into life, basically. So they helped her get an apartment. They helped her get a job. And so she works at this diner at during the late night shifts, while like part-time, while she goes to school uh, part-time as well. She like takes classes every day. And lately, this older man has been coming in a couple times a week and sits at the exact same spot and also eats just a piece of pie. He doesn't eat any other food or anything at this diner, just just the pie. And it's late at night, too, and so it's kind of like, hmm, that's a little weird. Um, and so they've been pretty friendly with each other, like just talking a little bit. She seems like she's very apprehensive of people and very on guard all the time. And so she kind of talks to this guy. He wants her to call him David, but she always just calls him Mr. Valentine. That's his last name to be respectful. And, and again, she doesn't trust people. And so she doesn't want that familiarity. One night he was talking about how his car was making some weird noises. He described it to her. And in prison, she like I guess you have to learn a skill in there and so she learned mechanics and like car like auto body stuff and so she knew immediately like what was wrong with his car and so she told him like hey before you go like I can come out and look at it in this dialogue in her head she immediately is like why did I do that like 
I don't trust him. I don't know this guy. Like, why did I volunteer to come out and help him with his car? And so she kind of kicks herself, but she still goes through with it. And so she goes out to his car with him, and she's able to fix it. I think it was, like, with the antifreeze. She's able to put some more in it. Um, she like, she's able to do that. And so he gives her his card, and he says, like, hey, like, we've had conversations before. I think... From what I can see, you seem like a really hard worker. I really, like, want to offer you a job. Like, I don't know what you are specialized in, or I don't know, like, what you do want to go in. I know you you are usually working on homework when you work here. Come by my company. I own this company. We're pretty successful. Like, come by, interview. We can see if there's a spot for you. It will probably be a lot better than the diner. And she's like no, thank you. I'm okay. Like, no, thank you. Just immediately brushes him off. And he's like, okay, well at least take my card. And so she does, but she like throws it away. And so he keeps coming back every, like a couple times a week and he doesn't really bring it up. And then it goes to Hudson, which he's the main male character and he is Mr. Valentine's son. And so they own, I don't know if it's like a construction company or like a contractor company but they like buy properties and this book is based in Des Moines Iowa he's portrayed as if he like has a lot of love for his city and town and so his whole life they his dad's company has just helped make the city better and more development and everything like that and so he grew up um, wanting to do that with his dad they start to have like kind of cryptic conversations where they say like he's like did you go and see her again to like his dad and he's like yeah yeah I did and he's like does she know like why and he's like no we just talked like I offered her a job like to come and interview for a position but she didn't want and Hudson's like well yeah like just lay off of it a little bit and and somehow Mr. Valentine convinces Hudson to go and talk to Lily and try and convince her to work with them. And Mr. Valentine has a huge heart, and Hudson, like, loves him so much. And so he's like, okay, I'll go and try to talk to her about this job or working with us or anything. And so Hudson goes, and he, like, tries to talk to her a little bit. Like, Lily instantly knows that something is up and he's like yeah I mean it would make my dad happy and so she puts the two and two together and she still is like no I don't want to do this like I want to find it on my own I want to do this on my own like I don't need your guys's help and also who are you like I don't know who you are why do you want to help me and so Hudson tells her like they are good people like his parents are good people they were foster parents, and they had so many kids running in and out of the house. They wanted to help everyone. They had two of their own, so it's Hudson and his sister. And his sister, I believe, passed away a year before this or two years before this from cancer. And his mom passed away a couple years before that. But they're just overall really, really good people. Hudson loved his parents, loved his childhood. And so he tries to, like, tell her that and show her, but it's like, how how can she trust them, you know? Like, just these strange people just out of nowhere. Like, how is she supposed to know that they're actually good people? And why her? 
Like, that's what she's singing the whole time. That's what I was singing the whole time is, like, why her? Okay, do they just pick people and try and help them, which is great, but also it's very interesting. And so he doesn't really say why her because, I mean, she pretty much asked him, and he just keeps saying, like, oh, they're good people. Like, my dad's a good person. Like, he just wants to help people. And she's like, well, if you only knew my situation, and and he lets on that they know more than they're saying, which is interesting. Like, how would they know her situation? So about a week goes by, and, like, Hudson had told his dad what had happened when he did go to the diner, and his dad was really, like, sad about it. And so about a week later, Hudson shows up on campus, and she had just gotten out of a class, and so he sees her. And he comes to talk to her. They, like, sit on a bench. He comes to talk to her more about his dad and his family. And he tells her about them being foster parents and and just the best type of people that you could ever meet. And once his mom passed, his dad didn't want to foster anymore, which is understandable. And that his sister had died from cancer. And um, he convinces Lily to at least, like, interview for a position. Like, I think she wants, is going into, like, business for, in college. I can't remember what type of business. But he's like, at least interview, we'll give you a shot. Like, we can show you all the different positions that are open, and we'll make it fair. Like, we, we won't just immediately hire you. Like, this will be on your own. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Because he, he talks to her about the benefits. There's, like, a education reimbursement. There's health benefits there's just a lot of benefits to working there which is really cool that they take care of their employees and so she's like okay like I don't really have anything to lose I will go and interview and so he's like great and so I I believe she goes like the next day it then goes to a snippet of when she was a teenager um, and you start to like put things together of like So then it goes to kind of like a flashback of her teenage years. And so we can start to learn like why she was put in prison. And we learned that her dad was like extremely abusive, like physically, not really to her, but to her brother and her mom, and that he was a federal judge. She knew for a fact that her dad loved her older brother, Josh, the most. Like he would act like it. He would basically say that. And it doesn't come out until later, but I'm going to just tell you now that uh, Josh died in a car accident and her dad told her to take the blame because Josh was drunk. And so, yeah, I'll just tell you everything right now because, it, yeah, it comes out a little bit later. But she was at a college party and she hadn't drank or anything and she was put in a really uncomfortable situation And so she called Josh, and Josh had always had trouble with alcohol. He had been in and out of rehab, but their dad had, like, covered it up because Josh was a really big football player and, like, star, and he had a really big future and everything. And so their dad was trying to, like, fix that for him. And so he shows up to help her, but he is already, like, he had already drank, and she's like, come on like I I just need to like calm my nerves like let me take a drink and he's like okay yeah then let's go and so they get in the car he's driving and it had just rained that night and the roads were kind of slick and so he like 
fell asleep or passed out or something in the middle of driving and they go off the side of the road and when she when she wakes up um he is out of like the the driver door like he got thrown out and so she tries to find him so she like crawls over into the driver's side and sees him laying there and like bleeding everything but she's bleeding as well like she broke a couple things and so she passes out and so when they find her she's in the driver's side and he's outside and so she wakes up in the hospital and her dad is basically like we don't know if he's going to be okay but I need you to take the blame for this because since you don't have any priors they'll probably just give you like community service they won't really do anything about it like Josh will hopefully be okay and then the next thing it like cuts to the like jury room or the judge uh, courtroom her being sentenced to nine years in prison because Josh had died and her dad didn't stick up for her he didn't say like like that Josh was actually in the driver's side like he wanted her to take the blame for this and when she had first woken up in the hospital when Josh was still alive like she had pled guilty to like the police officer she told them that it was like her and took the blame for it and so yeah when Josh did die everyone thought that she was guilty and she did this and yeah her dad like didn't pull any strings like he even knew the judge that was sentencing her and he did nothing like her parents absolutely did nothing they just snubbed her and when she was in prison, they actually moved, too. And they didn't tell her where they were moving or an address or anything. So just basically the worst parents. So that's the background of why she was in prison. But she did get released three years early. So that was really good. And so we go back to the present. And she interviews um, for the, an assistant job, like an assistant to the assistant. And that was, like, the position that she liked the most because it was the most basic. And they tried to convince her to do, like, to interview for more, like, challenging jobs because they knew that she would do it. But she's very unsure of herself, and she wants to prove to herself that she can grow. And so she did choose the most basic one that she could do part-time. And because she got this assistant job she starts to spend more time with Hudson and starts to trust him more and Hudson really just seems like the perfect guy just like says the right thing does the right things like and you can see it from his perspective like he just seems like a very smart considerate guy and so that's really helpful for Lily and so yeah she does start to trust him but also some suspicious things are said between him and his dad. They're like, are you going to tell her? Do we need to talk to her? Like, you need to tell her soon. Like, this has gone on too long. Like, I'm starting to have feelings for her. And it's like, tell her what? Like, what's happening? And so as it goes on, like, Hudson asks Lily on a date. Like, they go really slow. Like, they have a really good time. He, like, just treats her really, really well. And nothing spicy happens at all. Um, they just have a really great time together. And... She starts to open up to him as they like start to spend more time together and um he tell and she tells him about like this organization that would come to the prison and teach them about God like it was a religious type charity group um 
and these people would just spend time with the prisoners and there was this one girl that would always spend time with Lily and genuinely like was interested in her life and just would talk to her about everything and then what she wants to do after prison and it was just really good conversations and so Lily was very open with her and told her about her life and her abusive dad and and lifestyle and all that because I mean Lily grew up in a very lavish lifestyle like her family was very wealthy and so she shared that with this woman and this woman comes back I mean is talking to her and she just heartfully says like I wish I could share my dad with you like that just touched Lily like she just loved spending time with this girl and then all of a sudden that girl stopped showing up and the group still went but that girl didn't come back and so Lily always wondered what happened to her and so as her and Hudson still are hanging out spending time together it goes to his point of view and he is starting to feel really really guilty and wants his dad to talk to Lily about how they know her and so you just start to wonder like okay what like how are they connected and so there's one night where he is like pretty distraught and so he like pulls out this picture of him and his sister and she had died and you just how the writing is formed or or structured that you can tell or you can incur that um, his sister was that girl that went and spent time with Lily in prison. And so you kind of guess that that girl had come back and talked about Lily to her family about how she wants to help her, and that's why her dad wanted to look Lily up and, and know about her and want to help her, which I thought was so pure. Like, that is just so nice. But Hudson doesn't know when to tell Lily that he already knew all about her and all about her background. And so as he's looking at this picture, he kind of gets drunk um, and he puts it on the table. And then the next morning, Lily comes over and he had forgotten about the picture. And so she sees it and she's so like, what is this? Like, you deceived me. You didn't tell me that you already knew about me. This was your sister. Like, she's very upset Uh, And that's where the book ends. Like, literally, she's like, what is this? And then the book ends. Like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, oh, okay. And the second book is out. I don't know if I want to continue reading. That sounds weird. Like, I want to know about their story. But I think it's probably pretty predictable at this point. Because they'll probably be really upset. But then... And she won't trust him, and then she'll block him out, but then maybe, like, her parents will show up, or, like, she'll have to come to terms with them. Like, I I can kind of guess what is probably in the second book, and I want a little bit more spice in the books that I read. Like, this was a very non-spicy book, like, but it, I don't know, and, like, the book definitely brought like angst and emotion which I'm okay with um and I honestly read this book with like a constant lump in my throat because I just like felt bad for her and like the storyline and the characters are really well developed and literally we talked about it like it hooked me from the beginning and Lily is a good female character like you're rooting for her and for her to find her happiness and like 
find herself on who she really is and that's why I had like a lump in my throat because I just like it was just so tender like you want her to trust people you want her to figure out the life that she wants and and in some instances you're like okay that's kind of a lot like sure you can do things on by yourself but it's okay to ask for help and but yeah like there's just so many things stacked against her but she just keeps picking herself up and and she's very like level-headed and she just knows what to do in order to survive and with Hudson he is so pure like he is literally everything you want in like a strong male lead and he wants to help others and he he wants to do right by his parents and he wants to like be like his dad and and that's just how he's raised like he is just so pure and I liked him a lot and just very considerate and these characters really react well together like they're kind of opposite but you just root for them and you just hope that it like works out and he's just so patient with her and she like starts to trust him and you can see her like bloom and her character bloom and like this author like Stacy for in like she just paints these characters really well like individuals struggling with their own everyday life and trying to navigate their own feelings and thoughts but also for them to be together too and they mesh really well with like their needs and their desires and like it just gives you all the feels like it's so well done and it was very surprising like I was very surprised that this book was so deep and I haven't read I don't think I've really read a book like this at all and so that was really refreshing as well and so just it all coming together like I wasn't super invested in the characters where I really do want to read the second book but I'm also really curious too like maybe I'm not it's not as predictable as I think it is and so I think I'll keep it on like my to be read list my TBR list to eventually get to it but I am not like chomping at the bit just to read it and see what happens with them. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of a chill book. Anyways, that is our book, All the Ugly Things by Stacey Lynn. I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely recommend it. Like if you were to ask me, okay, these were your thoughts and feelings. Like, would you recommend it? Absolutely. I would recommend to my, to my mom, my sister, anyone that just wants a good, nice well, it's not, I guess it's nice, but it's like a feel-good story and one that you can read about the characters in a second book too. Like it doesn't wrap up in one like we were talking about, but I definitely recommend it. It was very good and it was a different perspective and it just overall, I loved it. I thought, I thought it was great. So anyways, I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great month. Let's just get through January. I know we can do it and we'll just keep going. So definitely follow me on Instagram. That's where I post everything um, about episodes and upcoming things. And I think we should do a giveaway soon again. That would be pretty fun. I like doing those things. Um, so yeah, definitely follow me and I'm grateful for you guys and I'll talk to you later. Thank you.